What's up, y'all? It's episode nine, and today I got a real, real special one for y'all. You know what I mean? Like I've been telling y'all, I've been trying to get um a lot of guests on here. You know what I mean? So they can really tell their story, and you can have even more things to relate to. Because after a while, you know me, and you know you can relate to me. But sometimes it's best it's best to bring something on you know, that's fresh, some new, and somebody new. It's gonna be a, a great episode. It's gonna be really lightning. It's gonna be really, really good. You know what I mean? I know for a fact that y'all gonna enjoy. And thank you. Enjoy. <laughs> Alright, what's up, y'all? We here with episode nine. And like I said in the intro, we do have a guest. I didn't really introduce her because I really somewhat wanted wanted her to introduce herself. Now what we gonna do is this gonna this like this gonna be a really good episode, and I know. Listen, this is our first time being on the podcast, and one thing y'all really got to do is work with me, work with her, because I mean this shit ain't scripted, ain't none of this. It's kind of like it's not off the top. It's been like, oh my god, it's been thought through, but it's still you know what I mean we being real, you know we being honest. So I'm gonna get into. I'm gonna let her introduce herself. Then we gonna get into the you know the the, the deep shit. The real questions, you know what I mean? I'm really going to go through a whole personal life. I'm going to get, like, written on bullshit. I ain't going to get that. It ain't going to be that bad. But I'm going to let her introduce herself. Um, okay, so I'm Tierra. I'm 23. I'm from North Carolina. And what's something that people should know about me? I'm just the overall creative, honestly. <laughs> it's the overall creative. Um, I do a little bit of everything, a jack of all trades. And yeah, that's me. And that's the crazy part. So me and you mean each other. That was the whole like basis of, you know, our just our friendship or whatever you want to call it. It was just me being a creative and you being a creative. That's kind of what we hear basic. Even just me and you being like similar in certain ways, even having the same views, or even the same birthday, which is really some wild shit to me. <laughs> Listen, that shit is crazy. You don't see my my idea old as fuck, man. I look like a little, I like a baby on my shit. But um, that's really where it came from. Um, is that desire? I feel like when you being a creative, is that desire to be different? Um, but one thing about it is it's tough being a creative too, because there's so many things you want to do at once that it's sometimes it can be overwhelming. I think more so for the normal person because you never look at you yourself. I think nobody don't think themselves is normal. But I feel like creators really got a bad case of knowing that they're different from everybody because they already don't do the norm, but they do multiple things that's not normal. You know what I'm saying? And just like you do a lot of things. I wouldn't say that's not normal, but in the creative field. So um, one thing I do know about you that you do, uh, you know, that you do poetry, you paint. I've seen your paintings. I've seen your poetry. It's beautiful. I've seen it. It look really nice. Um, But on top of that, when did you really notice that this is like something I want to pursue as far as a career or something I can pursue as something that brings me like peace or happiness? Like, where did, where did that start? Okay, so when it comes to anything creative, I've always been like that. I guess it had to do with just being the only child and spending a lot of time by myself. I just had time to do stuff. <laughs> so my dad, he would buy me paint, buy me coloring books. 
I was very, very smart. I would love to do like academic workbooks, all types of stuff. And it was just a way to, <laughs> I know, right? It was just a way to keep my brain going. Um, so as I got older and I started becoming more involved in school and doing music and all that type of stuff, I don't know, it just became my safe place, my peace, and just how my brain works. <laughs> so, yeah. You talked about a lot of things and I touched on most of the things that you said, but the one I did forget was the music. Now, I've never been into music. When I was a young boy, my voice was really, really low pitched. I mean, it was, I mean really high pitched, not low pitched. It was really high pitched, completely different. It's nowhere near what it is now. And I could, I, you know, I had a little tune back then. You know, I could do a little something, but I wasn't none. And <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all, but, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you brought up music. Um, so I'm guessing music was kind of like, was music one of the first things that you kind of discovered that you really liked and liked to be creative with? Or was it just all around thing? And like, at what age, like I say, do you, um, what age do you really find your neck? What age did you really feel like, oh yeah, like I'm really like, like I'm really cold at this shit. Like, like I'm really good. You know what I'm saying? Like, at what age did you really feel like you knew that? I don't think I've hit that age yet to where I feel like I'm just good at it. I mean, it's music. I've always been around it. My grandmother, I was around her quite a lot. So all the old school music, the jazz music, I'm into all of it. Um, but yeah, I haven't hit that point to where I'm just 100% confident, 100% <laughs> confident and just ready to put myself out there when it comes to music. But um, I think that just has to do with just shyness and me being kind of a perfectionist a little bit. <laughs> kind of want to just perfect stuff before I put it out there, at least for me. I don't care about other people, but I need to like it. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I can understand that because when I tell people, when, that's how I look at cooking. Most people looking at it as an art. I never necessarily looked at it as an art. I looked at it like I, um, not like a painter or a I looked at food as like I'm a architect, I'm a builder. Because I had to create the same beautiful piece over and over and over. And if you're just an artist, you maybe you can do one or two, but everything is different. So if I'm having to do an event and I got to do 50 to 100 plates and they have to look the exact same, I'm basically a machine. I'm not really an artist at this point. But you know what I mean? I think that feeling of being an artist is always, that best feeling is always at home. Like internally on your own when you're doing it for yourself. Um, when you turn things into a career, I wouldn't say take the love out of it, but you're doing it for a different reason now at this point. Um, that's why it's hard to make it. Um, myself, I wanted to do YouTube, but YouTube is like a grind, and it's such a grind that you. I feel like you're not even you doing it for the end goal of the money that come behind it, not for the creative like purpose of it. So, with that being said, you brought up. You said you never really feel like you reached your peak or you feel like you felt like um like I really I'm really like amazing at this shit. I'm really good at this shit. And that's 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 humble of you. You know what I'm saying? Cause I've read your shit, I've seen your shit. That's very humble of you. So with that being said, um going back to your childhood, um you talking about your dad, you know, bought you all the things and kind of persuaded you to really be a creative. Um how how was that time period for you? Not even really just as far as a creative, but just as growing up 
as a kid, what was that like? Your what was your childhood like? Was it good? Was it bad? You know, was it did it? It was a lot. Did a lot of. I mean, I know in your childhood a lot of things that help you become what you are today. But was it really impactful? Some people just have a childhood, have fun, grow up, and it's, they don't really. Yeah, but some people go through a lot of shit in them, those years. For you, what was you know those things? Okay, um, growing up, like I said, I was the only child, so I was with my cousins all the time, and my parents made a point to keep me involved in everything. So I was in cheerleading, I was in dance, I was in taekwondo, like everything you can think of. I probably, I probably tried it just because they didn't want me to be, yeah, they didn't want me to be socially awkward, as people say. Um, and they knew like, I kind of used to be boarding house by myself. <laughs> Yeah, so I knew how to talk to people and network and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, I don't I won't I wouldn't say anything bad happened growing up. My childhood was so fun. I always went on vacation, I was with my mom, my dad, my grandma, family, like I wouldn't say anything bad happened until I was sixteen, but that didn't have anything to do with me. Um, that was when my parents separated and got divorced. So you can imagine sixteen years I have a family unit and then all of a sudden it's gone. <laughs> exactly. It's gone. Um, and at the time, 16, I'm focused in school and I'm just like, I can't let this get to me. Exactly. In the transition period, I'm just like, uh, it's OK, it's whatever. Um, but it wasn't until I was older and sat down and thought about it, how I was treating people, how I was treating myself, how I thought about love and just relationship and family in general, that I realized it actually affected me. Um, at 16, I felt like I lost my sense of, like, safety. So then I used to stay out of the house all the time. I spent 14 hours a day at school. What do you – I did not want to be at home. I feel It's an awkward feeling being in that space because you got to deal with a parent being in a way that you never thought you would see them be or, like, you're not used to it. When I, my parents separated, I was 12. I was in middle school getting ready to go to high school. I remember the day that they. I remember. I remember the day exactly that they separated. I remember the day before they led up to the day when they separated. I remember my exact reaction when they separated. I remember I cried harder than I ever cried in my life because it's almost like you realize you know for a fact. For one, you think it'll never be you, and two, it's almost like you don't know how to process it. My sister was older. My little brother was a child, a toddler, so he didn't understand it. So I was left to a lot of times console my dad during that time because I stayed with my dad after they separated um so a lot of times I had to watch him I, this is a man I never seen cry I never seen like show sadness always been a hard worker did everything he could do he lost everything and I had to see him go through that but I feel like that situation even though it was tough it helped me grow because it helped our relationship one even though I was always been the daddy's boy it helped our relationship even more because we have a real relationship to where now I've seen you have these feelings. I can talk to you and have these feelings with you as well, which when I, before when I was a kid, I felt like maybe I should talk to mom because you always feel like she would understand. Yeah. You a rock. You wouldn't yeah. understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so I definitely feel that. But one thing I wanted to touch on with you was that um, you said you were 16 when this happened. I have a theory that most things that kids, I feel like people can always be people. I feel like once you hit about five or six and you catch your personality, that's basically who you are for the rest of your life. You may mature over time, but 
you basically is who you're going to be. You know what I mean? You just learn more shit as you go along. But your life changing moments at 16. So I'm guessing you in about what? 11th grade? 10th, 11th grade? So this is a hard time for you. You going into your senior year. You got to decide what college you're going to, what you're going to do. But it's a lot hanging over your head to deal with. How was that senior year for you getting ready to try to, you have to leave a certain part of your life behind and you have to think about the future? kind of at the same time okay so after it happens I was in 11th grade like you said and that particular year because it happened at the beginning that particular year junior year was so hard for me I could not understand why Um, I didn't spend much time at home I was with my cousins a lot and at school and then once senior year came it was a little different because I was in two college preparatory programs due to locked in like completely locked in so I had to stay focused that was the only goal that my that my parents constantly enforced enforced was you're going to college on a four-year degree on a four-year scholarship for free not paying anything so honestly that's what I look forward to um and it didn't affect much senior didn't become harder I still talk to my dad still saw him I still live with my mom um we grew apart a little bit and I felt like it might have been a little resentment building up, like just being there watching her. Yeah, with both of them, with both of them. Um, but that's a teenager. Like we don't understand what it goes though through. Like exactly. So it was that. Honestly, senior year wasn't hard when it came to me staying focused and just keeping the drive going. But when it came to my interactions with males I feel like it got harder because my dad I wasn't around my dad as much for him to put me on game and um trying to explain and see the people I was talking to because honestly people that's who I was talking to mm -mm. (laughs) he would have been like oh no ma'am that's not it (laughs) so um I feel like that might have changed but other than that I was okay well that's a lot to take in I'm just that's yeah, that's okay. I can see that. Well, you know, you go into your senior year, you got so much going on now, you can't necessarily even really worry about other things. It's there in his life, but you got so much shit that you got to focus on. You have to really focus on it. And uh, <laughs> so now, like I said, we keep moving up slowly but surely. Now you get into the point to where you are going to college. And I feel like college to me, is where a person really is either going to break you the most or help you the most. You go through so much shit in college. That's what I tell people. For the ones who miss out on college, I feel like they miss a critical point really in their lives because it's the most healthiest way I feel to grow, but it's such a short span and you go through heartbreak, money, how to live, how to be an adult all in once because my first day was shit. Like, my first day, I had never... you. My dad always been there for me. So I never necessarily had to do everything on my own, if that makes sense. We get to the point I'm in college. My first day, I got to go stand in the financial aid line for two, three hours. I got to talk to him, get my books. I still got to go grocery shopping. Once I get back to campus, I'm just like, this ain't life, is it? Like, this this ain't what it's about, right? You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's the journey, though. You know what I mean? But one thing I do tell people about college is just, the love aspect when you get into college is completely different from any part of life because I feel like that's probably the most you'll ever be in love with a person because it's like that mix of being naive 
and some shit being new and you've been around that person 24 7 like you live with them at a certain point because they dare every day you see them every day your whole life is revolves around them You're, at a certain point it becomes school relationship that's all you really want friends maybe but if you're in a real relationship i'm going at nine o'clock i'm i holler at y'all <laughs> i'm going i can holler at y'all next time so that's basically what i feel college is for what was your journey through college like going like basically from your freshman year to your senior year what did you learn in between that gap okay so i'll do a brief overview um of my college experience so i started early in a summer bridge program um where you start early you can have like two or three classes or something like that and you get a jump start on your gpa pretty much you meet people they give you tours all types of stuff so i went in extremely excited but that summer, I was also in a relationship. People tell you not to do that. I understand why now, but it's okay. You live and you learn. Um, so I was in a relationship. College quickly became very, very miserable trying to balance everything. Um, freshman year was nuts. Freshman year was nuts. I had a roommate that we didn't we didn't get along. We didn't like each other. <laughs> we did not like each other at all. So it was so awkward just being there. Um, and then... I didn't really have friends that lived near me. Me and my high school friends and childhood friends were growing apart. So that was a hit. Um, so I spent a lot of time by myself and with the person that I was with, my partner or whatever. Um, and then sophomore year, I met some really good people as far as roommates go. And we became close. So that, you know, made it a little better. Um, I was working. I had like three jobs at the time at the school. <laughs> I had about three jobs. So you can imagine balancing work school work because unc okay i went to unc chapel hill um and unc is no joke like when it comes to school work exams what listen listen oh my is god the robbery real? is the robbery real with duke and chapel hill it's real the robbery is real when i say when i say people out there no shirts full chest painted people out there it's they basically have to close Chapel Hill down because it's so much traffic, so many people. And don't let us win a game. And they running in Russian Franklin Street. I mean, from down there, from South Campus to North Campus, where Franklin Street is, is a good, um, I would say, 15-minute to 20-minute walk, honestly. <laughs> and people are running full speed, burning couches, climbing up light poles, all on. Like, I mean, going nuts. That's how that school is. It was amazing. It's really crazy. Um, but... Yeah, as far as the lessons I learned in college, it was just not to let go of myself, to be honest, because I felt like I lost myself for a long time with depression and anxiety and all this other mental health stuff that was going on. And just to take my time and to listen to my intuition, because I knew in the back of my mind what, I've sh what I should have been doing, to be honest, but I didn't because I was so comfortable in my comfort zone. And that person was there for me as far as relationship goes. Um, and then... I didn't want to change my environment, didn't want to transfer, none of that stuff. And I was like, I'm already here. Let me just finish. Um, so that's how my college experience went. It went the best, but I learned a lot. <laughs> hey, listen. So, I mean, that's that's still, that's still like, I feel like even that still is like, even that is like the usual. Everybody's a little bit different. You have, I feel like it's three levels of college student. It's the guy who's not supposed to be there, who go there one year for the fun who leave or the girl is you no know, the hard rock college student who I feel like you fit more of that 
realm of you know being like a real student trying to go through you you knew you was gonna finish coming in like it wasn't debate whether you was coming in let me test it out see how it go okay. nah yo <laughs> yours was like you was in like it was in your brain like early on you was going to college you was gonna do this and knew that for me i didn't like college was never a conversation in my home um my dad didn't finish high school even though he one of the smartest people i know by far it's actually ridiculous but didn't finish high school my mom she went to you know colleges not in like a major college you know me with small colleges got you know degrees and stuff like that um only person i know went to huh? yeah only, per- <laughs> only person i know that went to a major school is my oldest sister she went to usc and graduated with honors on the dean's list because she's just like my dad yeah she's just like my dad she's crazy smart i remember one story she called my dad like boohooing because she got think like a a c for the first time in her life it's like i, I can't even comprehend <laughs> that type of like care in your grades but that's different i feel like we do have people that's smart but i feel like college people have this have this mindset that college is just like it's just um a bill like it's just like loans and you know you got to pay that back and i tell people the loans there's nothing long you can call and get that to whatever you want it to be and pay that off it's not gonna hurt you you know what i mean it's life i feel like that's an experience that you can't miss i feel like you pay for the experience um the schooling i feel like it's free the experience is what you pay for in my opinion um, and that's I feel like how people should look at it, because when I first came to school, I was 19, just turning 20. Never thought I would be in college a day in my life. Um, but you know how it is. You know, I mean, for me, it was just well, you might not know because you went straight to college, like literally right out of high school. But for me, it was just like I worked for a year and a half, figured out what I tried to do, what I wanted to do. I just got tired of being at home. You know, you get to a certain point, you get older, you get tired of motherfucker telling you do the dishes. <laughs> and it's not in it, it listen dad no disrespect i know you're gonna hear this but it ain't no disrespect but you know how it is it's just you you get to a certain point you get tired of it so i use college as an escape from home but then when i got there i realized this ain't this ain't easy i said man, i'm gonna go to school for cooking i'm good at cooking that's what i'm gonna do fuck it i'm saying that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go to school for cooking okay there's nothing i get to school and realize no <laughs> classes is from eight o'clock to three p.m monday and tuesday i gotta do bacon i gotta do i gotta do so much stuff i gotta do exams i gotta do reports and it's long like my major i went to a tech school most majors at tech schools is two years at this tech school in order for you to finish in two and a half years you got to take consistently five to six classes with summer classes so if you don't go to school you got to go to school in the summer whether you want to or not at least once to get a degree to get it you got to it's a class called buffet that you have to take it's part of your curriculum you have to take it you do got two incentives that you know what i'm saying that's just freestyle you know but it's not as easy as people think it is people most people think oh you just went to school you was just you know just cook go to class cook a little bit go home i said nah it was not well i, I went to class i said i had to be there at 8 a.m we had to sit and talk for two hours we get into the menu we cook after the after the menu we cook everything, we taste test it, we all eat it, sit down, relax, lunchtime. We clean up the entire kitchen, a deep clean, every class. After that, small talk, we go home. By the time it's about three o'clock, three thirty, I said, This is a job. I said, Imagine being a grown man having to take this and you gotta work a full time job. I said, I mean, one of your days off ain't even your day off. 
you basically still working on your day off. But so what do you as far as as far as being a chef now on your day off, what do you do? Like just in general. In general? Okay. So on my days off now with me being a chef, I cook every I cook all the time. It's like it's like second nature. I don't even think about it no more at this point. When you first start off as a cook, you start off, you overthink everything. It's just going to be good. It's going to be right. Do I know how to get temperatures right? Can I do this? My food going to be bad type shit. And the more you become, like I said, a machine, you know for a fact everything you do is amazing. Like I got to the point where I felt like I can do, you can just ask me to make something I can make it. And I know for a fact it's going to be good. When you get to that certain point, um, it's less stress, but it's so repetitive it can become depressing. Is it can become depressing because it's just like, then you get to the point you ain't searching for the perfect job. You searching for the perfect people to work with, the perfect okay. environment. Okay. Um. If the environment ain't right, regardless of how good the money is, it's not worth it because it just it brings me too much stress. I'm already having to worry about people in general as a cook. Now I have to worry about coworkers. It's it's not worth it, and that's the only thing that comes with being. Especially a black cook. People don't respect your status. People don't respect I'm really a chef. Really? Yeah. When you a black cook, usually a lot of times they still get a white boy mm-hmm. shot over you. Unless your resume is just dead ass that like ridiculous, outstanding, they'll give it to him before they give it to you. Cause people, they gonna always be people. You know what I'm saying? So that's the only thing you have to deal with. I feel like, especially in the cooking industry, because you go in the kitchen. You don't see number white men. You you rarely see women. You never see women. Like a woman, a woman like you, especially that look like you, would never be in the kitchen. I don't see women in the kitchen, but they wasn't a, they wasn't pleasing to see like they look at. And I don't know whether that's just a thing, but that's just like I guess it's the attitude that go into it. Um, you know, most people when they ain't good looking, they get treated a certain way their whole life, so they got more of a a callous, I guess you could say. Um. Because being a cook, especially in a restaurant, is tough as far as, like, mentally on you. Like, you can have, you can have fucking six, seven tickets, they long, lining up, you getting killed, it's hot, you even got burned a couple times, you trying to get the food out, and a server walk in the back and say, yeah, they didn't like that, remake it. You see, listen, you see my eye, don't you? (laughs) You see my eyes, don't you? Make me mad. So, you know, um, it's just it's 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 a hard profession, but you know, um, I mean, it's worth it at times. But one thing I want to let the people know is this: what we're gonna do is we're gonna stop for a quick second because you know the website that I use you can't go above thirty minutes. We're gonna stop for a quick second, give it a quick pause. This is gonna be a quick second for y'all, not even a second. But for us, it may be, you know, it ain't going to be that long either, so don't worry about it. Then we're going to get back into it. I'm not going to tell y'all what we're going to get into, but it's going to be good. Stay tuned. All right, so when we ended off it, we was finishing off talking about your college experience, you know what I mean? And you basically gave me a whole, you know, you know, a whole syllabus damn near with your whole college experience, you know what I mean? And pretty much... Like, pretty much telling how that goes. So now that we at towards, you know, to the 
you're more recent now. You are still young, 23. I know it may seem old, but it's not. Trust me. You get my age. That's when you really get old. Um, but now that you kind of in your adult life, how is, how is that treating you? Mm, adult life? One thing, ghetto. <laughs> Completely ghetto. They do they do not prepare you properly for this adulthood stuff like they give you little hints and you when you're growing up you see like adults been like enjoy your childhood as long as you can but you don't understand it until you're in it now that i'm in it i'm just like no 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 take me back um because right now is just the time where you're actually actively pursuing all those dreams you've been talking about since you were little that's what you're trying to do within the system. And if you're a person that does not like how the system is set up as far as like capitalism, having to work and work 80 hours a week for money that's going to get taken by the government, like <laughs> your whole check be gone. It can get a little hard. Um, But yeah, it's been a learning journey, to be honest. I haven't, I wouldn't say it's the worst. I'm having fun now. I'm happy. But I'm learning a lot. It's a lot of twists and turns and uh, I don't know, but it's okay, I guess. All right. We talked about adulthood, you know what I mean? But I feel like that's that's a, that's a journey. We was kids longer than we've been adults so far. Um, Basically, especially if you go to college, you get an extra about three years on your childhood. So in my opinion, you still get, a, you get an extra couple years on it, you know what I mean, to really extend it. So it, you can't really go too much into adulthood. It's a shit, even me. I'm 26, but I ain't been an adult adult but for so long. You know what I'm saying? So I always felt like I was a man. You know what I mean? But that's just a that's just a you know just a natural feeling. I feel like dudes feel where it meets most most guys. But now that we definitely getting towards you know the end, and um, we gonna revert back to the beginning where we was talking about you being a creative. You know what I mean? You doing you know, paintings and music, but most of all, poetry. So, usually I end y'all off with the, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it ain't gonna be that today. What you mean? Listen. Yes. Mm, so glad you did it. <laughs> Cause that shit slept my mind. Um, that's that's why we do podcasts. Cause this shit ain't listen. Whatever, I ain't got to explain nothing to y'all. But listen, it's a it's it's, it's a couple questions I do want to ask her. Now that she definitely don't remind me, put that bug back in my head. Um, and this is very this this is this is. I feel like this right here would help a lot of people because some people kind of feel alone in how they feel about things. But I'm going to ask her a sincere question. And the question is, what is love to you? I asked you this weeks ago. I remember when I asked you now, but for some reason it didn't dawn on me because I was so excited to see the, to hear the guy that poem. He slept my mind. <laughs> so, it just, yeah, yeah, it sound good. It sound good. It sound good. But I'm asking, I'll ask you the question, what is love? And she going to get into that just for y'all. Okay. He asked me, what is love to you and what creates the feeling for you? And what is that feeling specifically? 
I had no idea when you asked me. <laughs> That's why I said, yeah, let me just think of something, write it down, gather some journals, do a little reflection here. So um, this is what I came up with. To me, love is infinite sips of home. Home is sacred. Home is a safe haven. To be home is to belong. Love is like a warm hug in your loneliest night. It be <laughs> it's being able to still feed a person after y'all fight. It can be a complete mess too, and sometimes it makes us feel like fools. Love is duality. It's having the courage to love thyself and honor your own boundaries, all while loving those around you. Love is waking up early to see the sun rise because that is just how grateful you are to be alive. For me, love is strength. Strength that convinces you to get back up and try again. It is perseverance, resilience, and grit because life gets hard, but you got to love yourself enough to know it's worth it. At times, love looks like a bacon, egg, and cheese and kisses before work. <laughs> Other times, it's taking that person everywhere you go for the sake of just being in their presence. Love is allowing space for truth, growth, and freedom. It does not limit. It embraces those that embraces it and teaches lessons to those that don't. It's like music, different flows for different folk. That's it. Yeah, I better give it up one fucking time. I know you ain't know here. We can't hear the class, but give it up, man. These <laughs> <laughs> just snaps and shit. But listen. <laughs> Everything that you said in that was was very true. You know what I mean? And I and I feel it. Um for me. Um, I always been a person that really like love people hard. Um, I always been a person that just feel like, um, even if I am damaged from the past, I don't bring that on to the next situation. I give people a fair shake. And if you show me something different, I'm all in, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I understand who people are, but I feel like that's the one thing about love that is true. You have to, you can't, I feel like you can't really truly love someone until you really, even that old, like, that old bullshit until you love yourself that type shit and people say that all the time but i but like when people say love yourself it sounds so simple but it's just like it's almost like saying basically you have to know what you can accept or what you can deal with to be able to fully love somebody because everybody gonna have their flaws you know people gonna do shit that you may not agree with a light but you have to understand and see okay if i love this person is they flaw something i can be like all right, whatever. It's cool. Chances, I mean, but from what you, from what I'm hearing, have you got to that place yet? Will you understand it? In my last relationship, I would say when it started, I had no clue what I was doing. That was my first real relationship. So I didn't know what I wanted, to be honest. I just knew I wanted somebody kind <laughs> that looked good and we got along very well and we could talk. And that's what we did for a long time. Um, but now that I'm out of that situation and um, have had time to reflect, I do think I know a little bit of what I want, at least. I know I can't have someone that doesn't see family units how I do. I can't have someone that's um, like smothering me I know that I know that I'm learning myself right now um, but yeah I can say I know a little bit I don't know everything I'm still learning still out here trying to date at least barely barely but um, 
yeah, I'm learning, I guess. It's not linear. It's not a linear journey whatsoever. Um, I would say the biggest thing that I have learned so far is probably that I'm a healer and a giver. So I have to take care of myself completely before I even invest in someone else. Because if I don't, I'm just going to be pouring from the empty cup. And I don't work like that. <laughs> so <laughs> I have learned that. Um, but that's they tell you that with anything pretty much. Um, but for me, it's more sacred because if my mind is healthy, I'm able to better receive your love, better like to give it. Um, and I'm a better listener and just person overall when I take care of myself and focus on, you know, me, that type of thing. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, I can. I can definitely smoke a bag of that light. Um, I have a tendency of like thinking I know exactly like what I want like right then, but sometimes I can feel like that's unrealistic. Like, especially what you said, cause cause I'm still like growing, I'm still learning who I am. You know what I'm saying? And it's, that is that's a journey. But like my whole thing is just like okay, babe, if I can at least meet somebody who meets this certain standards, I can grow grow with said person. You know what I'm saying? I didn't reach that shit until just literally like two months ago. Really? Yeah. This is recent. Like, cause until then it was just like, just like you. If I thought you was attractive, we got along. Yeah. <laughs> you was nice majority of the time. We can make something happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was the standard. You know what I mean? But then you get to a point where you realize that ain't enough because there's a lot of flaws that come behind it. She may, she may be nice majority of the time, but when she mad, she may tear you down in a way you can't handle. Mm-hmm. Or it may be that um, maybe it's times you feel like you're not attracted to that person. You know what I mean? And that can be a problem yeah. when you date somebody long term. And even when it's attraction, people always think it's just like how they look. It's sometimes it can just be simply how a person they carry themselves. They can be a certain way. And you can just be like, uh-uh, that ain't it right there. Like, I don't, I ain't, I don't like that. So... One thing I always tell people, and this is like my favorite line I tell people, is that I'd rather lose a woman loving her. Because at least I know I was always me. Like, I, I was, I, I'm always me. I ain't never going to, like, short you on how I feel about you. Even if you turn me down, I can understand it. But I'm letting a person know, like, this is how I feel. This is what I meant. That ain't going to change. If you decide to change up on me, I still got love for you. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I always kind of been. But now that I'm older, I really, really stand on it. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like the only thing you really have a lot of times in life is your word. Like my dad tell me, you can tell somebody you're going to do something, you're going to do something. And do that shit. You know what I'm saying? So for me, if I fuck with you, I'm always fuck with you. That's why I, got, I don't have friendships. I got a homeboy right now. Shout out to my man, Tyler. I know you're going to listen to this, huh? This has been my guy for 20 years. I ain't number 26 years old. This has been my guy for 20 plus years. You know what I'm saying? So it's like my brother. But because, you know, I have an understanding of people who who do care about me and people who don't. And I make sure I understand it. You know, you, I'm saying you my man. So you my guy. Even though it may feel weird. Even if somebody I just met, like recently, like even you, I told you that. You know what I'm saying? If I, if I really fuck with you, I fuck with you. I'm here for the, the long run. Whatever, you know what I'm saying, that is. It can be anything. You know, I'm just always going to be around because I'm not just going to be like, man, you ain't trying to do what I'm trying to do. You ain't, man. You ain't, you bullshitting. You bullshitting, man. You ain't. 
And I could, under, I mean, look, and at a certain point in my life, I was like that. Like, if you would have caught me back in motherfucking, if a girl would have caught me in like high school, like, for, I'm just getting in college with that shit. Fuck out of here. I got plenty of friends. That's my exact line. Like, I got plenty of friends. You not, you know who I am. Now it's just like, it's not that I'm out here searching for friends, you know what I'm saying? But having a good person, you know what I'm saying? At least there. It's always a good thing. You can't never turn that down. You know what I'm saying? So, I bet you, yeah, I bet you do. But, um, no, I'm bullshitting. But, um, you, you say what? I've always been like that, though. Just a lot of friends. I'm a people person in general. So, even when I'm in a relationship, I have to be in a relationship with someone that understands I have a lot of friends. Now, the basis of them relationships, should I say though? Yeah, no, you Okay. Well, the basis of them friendships, I'll let go of some of them because not all friendships are appropriate. But I am the type of person that I just love friends. Like I love being around people, just love people in general. Um, so even if we aren't friends and I met her at a networking event, we still communicate on some type of level. That's just how I am. Um, but when it comes to like dating and turning people down and all that type of stuff, I'm not friends with everybody I turn down. <laughs> not. Um, but I do feel like friendships are a valuable thing in life um, because you need people around you. You can't always be by yourself. We are social beings. Um, And it's just like you never know what you can learn from a person, what experiences you can have together um, by just, you know, being cool. You really never know. Um, So I try to keep my heart open and just be nice to everybody (laughs) and just be kind. If friendship work, it work. If it don't, that's fine, too. But, I mean, that's how I see it. Well... Yeah, you know, like I said, you know, that's that's very true, you know. And like I said, I want I ain't always been this way. I always been like I said, if you ain't trying to do what I'm trying to do, you ain't talking about nothing. I'm saying, but over time, like I said, that shit changes. People change. Like I said, I've changed a lot over these past, like really year, year and a half. Like it's been like a 180, at least for me internally, because I know who I used to be, the type of person I was who I am now like now I can be more open with my guys when I was when I was younger I couldn't tell them how I feel about specific situations because I always felt alone like even as a growing up with a lot of siblings you said you was the only child I felt like the only child growing up because my sister was always a lot older than me and they women I got an older brother who the oldest out of all of us my little brother is a kid like he's 18 now but you know what I'm saying in that age he was a a kid. So I always been like at a specific age where I was at school by myself. None of my siblings went to school with me. None of that shit. Even when we was growing up, I had my own bedroom. I like to do different shit. Like I always was, even though I was in a house with people, I felt by myself. And I feel like sometimes that can feel even worse. Cause you always, you feel alone even when you're surrounded by people. Cause then you start feeling like, like what's wrong with me? You know what I'm saying? But I can't say that now because I stay in the crib, ain't nobody here. And I love it. You know what I'm saying? So, it, it, I mean, it is what it is. But do you have anything else that you, that you wanted to, you know, add, you know, say? You pretty much, you know what I mean, got to say it. So, guess what? I get to give y'all a good send-off. So, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you.